Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 475. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from Merritt. It's fucking cold here. It's been minus 21 all day. It's cold. Why are we still cold? I don't know. We were going through, like, it's not a Chinook. It was like springtime. Everything was melting, and the snow was gone, and then we had six inches of snow, and it fucking got cold. Uh, yeah, just to slap us around and say winter's still here. It is still February, so, you know, even that, it's still a month. Winter's still a month in, in I don't know. It's going to be a long time. Anyhow, anyhow, moving on to something else wonderful. We've uh, got some politics happening in Canada. I'm not going to go into it right now. All I just want to say is Trudeau's a fucking idiot um, and a coward. He's always been a coward. Uh, no, I said I'm not going to get into this, so I'm not going to get into it. Not a fucking coward. Okay, uh, what else is happening? Oh, yeah, I'm in Facebook jail again. 30 days. 30 days for being in Facebook jail. I don't know why. I didn't even say anything that bad. Uh, in fact, I didn't say anything bad at all. I don't know why I got thrown in Facebook jail. Uh, I, personally, I think I should file a class action suit against Mark Zuckerberg for everybody who has been thrown in Facebook jail because Facebook is not a censor. It's a platform. It's a platform for people to get up and speak their minds. And say what they want. They're not allowed to edit it. They're, well, it is. They, it's their company. They can do what the fuck they want. But in reality, uh, that's what happens when you have a monopoly. You can, you can basically say and do what you want. And it's just it's ridiculous because, uh, I mean, he's a fucking dick. Okay. Yeah, we're on Facebook. Yes, I'm on Facebook. Everybody's on Facebook. But, you know, it's like, fuck off. Why don't we have another social media platform that can compete to it? And I understand Donald Trump just brought one out. Um, What's it called? Uh, uh, True Social. And uh, I went looking for it tonight and I can't find it anywhere. So uh, I I was told that it hit the Apple. No, 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 no. That was bad. Don't do that. Um, close that one. Sorry, I, I'm pushing buttons here. Charles wants to come into the show, so I'm just trying to uh, punch his, his buttons in here. And uh, oops, that's that's wrong. I fucked up. Okay, uh, yeah. So Donald Trump has got a new social media platform out there called True Social, and it it was supposed to come live a couple of days ago. And I went looking for it. And it's supposed to like hundreds of thousands of people downloaded this app. I think it crashed the Apple. Uh, Apple Store, App Store, whatever else. But, oh, I was supposed to put him in the screen here. Sorry, we'll do that now. Uh, anyhow, and um, I can't find it. It's just, it's not there anywhere. So I don't know what's going on with that. It would be really nice to have a social media platform that is not Facebook, that doesn't have Facebook Nazis. Uh, Facebook what, bought up uh, Instagram, so that's dead now, and, and Twitter and whatever else, and TikTok's in there. I mean, I, it, they all do different things, and none of them do the same thing. So, you know, the old people, it seems, that are on Facebook, the younger people are on Instagram, 
And TikTok is just for a bunch of stupid people. Uh, I know a lot of people like it, like Will, but uh, it, it's just a bunch of, it's a clown show. So we're not going with TikTok. But it was one of the best ways to get news out of Ottawa when the media was censoring everything and Facebook was censoring everything and everything else. So TikTok was one of the better ways of doing that. Anyhow, the mics are all live. We're going to talk some football tonight. There's a few things that are going on. We're only a couple months from uh, the beginning of training camp. Training camp starts the beginning of May with the first football game, actually. I believe it's on the 23rd. So, um, yeah, we're, all, we're not that far away. Uh, we've got some combines happening. We've got some draft happening. Who gives a shit? Uh, moving on. Mics are all open here, guys, so no yawning, snoring, or farting. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, Charles. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I, I, I'm I mean, ranting just, about... Uh, what's that? I'm uh, coming in just at the beginning here. I normally hear it earlier, but I was in the middle of something, so I came in, but I'm here now. Yeah, it's, it's all good. I was ranting about that, that little twerp, um, uh, Justin, Justin Castro, and uh, I'm just a little... A little pissed off at him right now for being a coward, for repealing his uh, emergency act just as if the Senate was about to vote it down. If the Senate voted it down, there would have been a non-confidence vote. The government would have fallen, and we would have had an election and got rid of this motherfucker. But um, it didn't happen because he cowardly revoked the act before the Senate had the ability to vote on it. But there were some really good speeches out there today. Uh, from a couple of senators, and I was really impressed with their positioning, and it, it just made sense. I mean, anybody who voted to, for this emergency act needs a fucking slap in the head. And there was a whole pile of them that needed a slap in the head. In fact, the entire NDP party and Liberal Party needs a slap in the head. Go ahead, Charles. What were you going to say? I was just going to say even members of his own party were pissed off with them. And, and, there were some members be, of the Liberal Party. Yeah. Anyhow. But, but, but they chose the company line, the party line, and they voted for it. And to me, that you lose all credibility with that. That's the total height of hypocrisy. Uh, mm-hmm. No, you can't do that. You have to vote for your constituents, and your constituents are not very happy with you right now, any liberal member. I don't know anybody that actually thought that this was a great idea, although the poll says 69% of the people thought it was a good idea. There's not, I haven't met a fucking person that thought this was a good idea, not a single person. Mind you, I live in a, commu- uh, a conservative community, so it may have been, but who knows? I'm just a little pissed off about it. So how's your life, buddy? Anything interesting, new, wonderful? Can't complain. Well, it's cold and but just working away. Same old, same old. Yeah. No point in complaining. Nobody listens anymore. No. Uh, True. Let's, let's flip down the list here. Uh, welcome to the show, Rudy. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. Uh, Old here like usual, minus 29, minus 37 with the wind chill. Uh been a busy week. All course on Saturday, and uh, actually talking to Charles earlier today, I just uh, went up to Toronto to watch the Bombers Blue Jays game. End of June, start of July. Okay, you, you, you're going to where? Oh, you're going to watch the Bombers play the the Argos, and then going to grab a Blue Jays game at the same time. Yeah, yeah, in Toronto. Yeah. That was- Okay. 
that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. We, uh, that should be good. I've never been there. Cool. Let's introduce uh, uh, from Alberta. We got Dark Vader. I mean, I, I mean, Will. How are you doing, buddy? Tell me. I'm doing fine. Yeah. I just want to. I just want you, you. You've already worn me out with this Trudeau talk. Um, I was. I was just looking at your comments while you got kicked off Facebook. You got put in Facebook jail, and you basically you basically threatened this guy's life without threatening this guy's life, okay? So that's why you got put in <laughs> Facebook jail, okay? Like, come on. How, I mean, come how on. did I threaten his life? Seriously. Because what, you say, what, what I am here to fight. I, his life? I am here to fight for my country as I've been trained to do from all Enemies, both foreign and domestic. Do not become an enemy. It will not end well for you. What the fuck do you think that means? I mean, come on. Like, really? My name is Christopher Jones, but I'm innocent. Give me a fucking break. Isn't that the speech that Vladimir Putin gave? Isn't that the speech that Vladimir yeah. Putin just gave to the UN uh, before invading could the have, Ukraine? Yeah, could have been. Could have been. Pretty much. Did he get put in Facebook jail? No. Okay. The other thing I wanted to mention is, yes, I do like TikTok. And the reason I like TikTok, it's like watching Saskatchewan fans 24 hours a day. It's hilarious. Okay? Just saying. Yeah. I, I, I just so, I have a TikTok account. I can't figure out how to get the cool shit. So I'm really kind of I'm 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 I'm, I'm treading water there. I haven't figured out because my son-in-law looks at it and he, he's looking at all sorts of cool shit. I can't find anything that's on there that's worth watching. Oh, it's just it's just funny, man. It's funny. Yeah. One of these days you're gonna see me on yeah. there dancing, just so you know. Okay. It'll be something special, let me tell you. That's scary. See you dancing? Yeah, well. Yes, see you dancing. That would be very scary, trust me. That would be something. Whether I'm going to do it in a Speedo or not, I haven't decided yet, so. I'll decide before you. You're not. What's that guy's name? Who's the guy that does the lawn mowing and the Speedo with the... So let's talk sticker on his lawnmower. Neil Kroll? <laughs> Neil? Neil Kroll, yeah. I, I thought it. Will he is going to challenge him for his, his position there at that? I don't know. Yes. I don't know. I don't Anyhow, know either. Hey, just because we, we were talking politics here, at least I was, um, I sent you guys a link to uh, Senator uh, Denise Batters and the speech that she gave in the Senate today. And after paying attention to her, so, if you actually listen to her words, there's no way that you could have voted for this thing. No way. You couldn't. Have. There's no way in hell you could have. So it, it's a good little speech. So you guys should listen to that if you want to sometime because uh, it just proves what kind of a twerp this Trudeau is. And I still don't well, believe we all know Trudeau. I still believe that it did. Fucking Maggie banged out Castro. <laughs> okay. I do. I honestly do. Hey, what, Charles, what are you doing? Well, are you subject, calling? Nothing. Um, 
what's what what's going on with this new three hour four hour movie on JFK? Uh, basically, it's just a, it's a documentary uh, done by Oliver Stone, who of course directed the movie JFK. Uh, but he's got a new documentary yeah. now. He released a version back in November that was two hours. This is kind of like an expanded, almost like a director's cut uh, of the of the one he already released back in November. Okay, was there anything? Cool I haven't. With it? I haven't seen the new one yet. You I haven't. Want- seen, it's not released until the middle of March. Should- so I haven't seen it. Did you see the? I like the original. The yes, first? I did. I thought I thought okay. it was very good. It was well done. Was there anything in there you didn't already know? Uh, there. Were, I remember watching it. There were a couple little tidbits that were in there. I don't remember off the top of my head what they were. I'd have to go back and refresh my memory. But I remember while, while I was watching it, a couple of times I said to myself, "Huh, I didn't know that." So yeah, there was a few things in there that uh, that I didn't know. Okay, well, that's kind of interesting. Very good. Um, yeah, good. Okay, I, I saw something mm-hmm. on it today, and I just wanted to uh, mm-hmm. to, to bring that up. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, I've been watching a bunch of different shows and, and stuff. I'm really kind of hooked on uh, on the Yellowstone 1883 thing, but I'm you know Yellowstone's over for the year, and 1883 has one episode <laughs> left, and so I'm kind yeah, of that, that, that's like a pr- Yellowstone prequel, right, with Sam Elliott. Yes, yes, and yeah. and Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, right? And and it, it was actually it had not it was nothing nothing at all like Yellowstone, so it's oh. not the soap opera uh, type of thing like that. It, it, it's it's a true true to theme western Oregon Trail wagon train dealing with Indians. Um, here, here's a question for you. I found something out. Um, uh, in a interview with uh, uh, Taylor Sheraton, uh, who starts all started all of these shows, um, he said that fighting Indians was actually the seventh most common cause of death on the Oregon Trail. Do you know what the number one cause of death was for pioneers on the Oregon Trail? Number one death. The flu. This opened everybody. Will, Rudy, take a shot at this. What's yeah. the number one cause of death as a pioneer? I'm going to go with Nobody? syphilis. Yes. Big bite. Scurvy. 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 No, 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 no. Syphilis. William. Mad cow disease. Mad cow disease. No. The number one cause of death by pioneers in on the Oregon Trail was falling off the wagon. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. More, more people died by just falling off the fucking wagon. <laughs> what, they fell asleep and they fell off the wagon? Possibly. I, I have no idea. I, it could be, but I, I don't know if you've ever ridden or on a wagon. Mean, or they mean, on, on, or if it wasn't a road, you, you wouldn't fall asleep in that. Or do they mean they stopped drinking likely, moonshine and they suffered from, uh, you know, withdrawal, maybe? No, no, it's you more know, like you, they got bounced off or hit a big hole or something and fell in and whatever. Sorry, Rudy, what was that? 
I was just saying, they would have had wooden wheels uh, back then, and they wouldn't be as sturdy, I'd assume, too, right? Yeah, they probably were breaking and stuff like that. There was springs underneath the seat, but that was it. So you hit a big bump, and the seat would launch you like an injection seat. Yeah. True, true, true story. Anyhow, um, <laughs> I just I just thought that was kind of cool. Okay, so now we've uh, we've talked for fifteen minutes uh, about nothing, not no football. So I think we should go start some football now that this is a football show, and uh, I really don't want people to go. Oh my God, he's on a fucking roll. Well, he's already they've already left if they're going to do that. So goodbye, have a nice life. Uh, CFLPA files written notice to begin bargaining the new CBA with the CFL. Well, we talked about this two or three shows ago, didn't we? Um, I don't think the CFLPA right now is in any position to bargain anything. They're going to try, but they have no leverage right now. Uh, I think they should just be happy. If they come out of the CBA with no concessions, if the, 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 the board of directors or the board of governors don't get any concessions from this, uh, the PA, the PA should be very fortunate. But I think they're going to roll back a lot of things this year. Just because, you know, the money's sparse. I mean, it wasn't a great year last year. There wasn't a lot of money. There was, wasn't a season the year before. I, in what, what world can the CFLPA say, hey, look, we want to race or – we want this. We want that. You can't get fuck all. It's just not going to happen. So um, that's my opinion on the CFLPA. Uh, Rudy. Yeah. Um, you no, haven't I don't been on this they... show during any of this. This has been pretty pretty cool. We've gone through two or three CBAs now. And uh, so first time, what are your thoughts? I don't think – I think both sides need to come to agreement. I don't think there will be much pushback this year with the lost season in 2020. Um, I do think they'd need to – get some of these players' contracts uh, to stagnate over longer periods of times, which, I mean, I don't see that happening anytime soon because basically they both need to come to agreement. And, well, you guys know how that's went before. There's been too much arguing and pushback on both sides. But uh, I don't see much changing. But, um, I mean, I'll be happy as long as we have football this year, although it would be nice to see uh, some longer contracts in the CFL. <clears throat> Well, I think they, there was a, a thing back about two, about three months ago where the CFLPA agreed that the one-year contracts was hurting the league. We know and the league is. hates contracts. Unquestionably. And, and the CFLPA says that it's, it, it, it's hurting the league. So that may be something that goes away uh, mutually. And if they do and, that, uh, they're going to have you know, to it, it is, there's gonna have to be some guaranteed money in the second year of the deal, right, or players aren't going to do that. Well, I, I know that's, that possible. that's exactly what the PA is going to try. And I, I don't understand why there would be. Yeah, for me, it's just well, one of those where you can sign a five-year contract and they can cut you after year two or three if you're not performing up to par. Like, He's overpaid, and we've all agreed on this, but uh, why do you think Kenny Lawler signed for slightly more money in uh, Edmonton than B.C.? Because, like, I don't know, I, I highly doubt he's going to get signed to the same contract after this season. 
Yeah, it's a one-year deal with him, and he's got $300,000, and he got hundred k up front. It was yes, a good sir. deal coming from Edmonton, right? I mean, that's, it's a no-brainer. But, I mean, when you sign a player like that, you know it doesn't matter whether the money's up front like that because you know he's going to get all of that money because he's going to play for one year, and they're not going to sign him and cut him halfway through a season. That's not realistic. So his upfront money means nothing. But if, you know, he's, he's, I'm sure he's got some bonus, uh, off-season bonuses that are put in there, which are literally signing bonuses for the second season. And if they don't keep him for the second season, then uh, they don't pay him the bonuses. And I don't have a problem with the way that that works. I really don't. Why, why should we give him guarantee him money in the second year if he doesn't perform in the first year? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I just, a good point. Yeah, I just, I just don't see players wanting to sign longer contracts. But even in like, not to get it off topic from the CFL in the NFL, isn't it the same way? Can't they just cut you and you're not guaranteed money? Uh, I think there is. Well, no, I think they do. There are contracts where a portion of the contracts are guaranteed, not the full, not the full um, uh, salary, but a portion of it can be guaranteed. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Can can, can be. We can do that as well. Yeah. Right. I don't. You can has there ever been a contract that we know of in the CFL where? Yeah. Has there ever been a contract in the CFL that we know of that uh, a player at least had part of his salary guaranteed? I don't recall ever hearing that. You mean, Uh, hang on, you mean by the second year money in the second year of the contract being guaranteed? There's money guaranteed in the first year. Well, of course, yes. I've never heard of anybody getting guaranteed money in the second year. Hmm. I, I I don't remember it. I, now, I did, don't recall it, so I, I it could be wrong. Happened, but didn't but Mike Riley have some sort of written agreement because he he sued the Lions for not getting paid through that uh, 2020 season that didn't happen? And and you, yeah. But he wasn't cut though. Yeah, that is That's correct. Right. So he I think I think his point is that he wasn't cut. I mean. But he, his point, I, th- I think, was even though uh, we didn't play, I'm still part of the team. I'm signed. I want my money. Yeah, and he filed that grievance. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, I mean, every player would have been in that position. I think Mike Riley's contract did state something different where he got paid so much to be on the team and then so much per game. Because I think most contracts right now, they get so much money per game. Right? Game day check. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, it's all you know. Even though, even though they get Kenny Lawler's got three hundred thousand dollars, that's divided by eighteen games, and he gets so much after every game. Okay, Mike Riley actually had some money, and then got paid his game day check, and that the 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 money, the base money, wasn't paid to him, and that's why he filed the grievance and won. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, other so than that, yeah, it wasn't other... guaranteed money because they could have cut him, and then they wouldn't have owed it to him. But because they okay. didn't cut him, he may, remained part of the team. 
then he w- he was owed that money. Correct. Yeah. I think they need okay. to get coaching contracts out of the out of the salary cap too. That's basically the only other thing I have on that. Well, we we all That's agree on the that. Stupid coaches cap. Most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And that that was all all done by the the players association, and that was because they they wanted the. Uh, they thought that they were the coaches were getting paid more than the players, and in some cases they were. But I mean, there's so many coaches that were working for free, right? They, the young coaches would come in and they would work for free to help out the mm-hmm. team and everything else, and hopefully get a position in the long term. And I remember talking to uh, Adam uh, Blasetti about this. And that's how he started, right? He worked for the Calgary Stampeders for free. And he worked a season for them. And then the next season, they hired him on as a junior coach. And then eventually he came over to BC. And, uh, and just, it just kind of worked for him that way. Well, the management salary cap does not allow non-paid coaches. So, you know, it, it, it kind of threw a wrench into each team because now all of a sudden they're short people because they don't have these interns. I, I just think it's a bad fucking system. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. It's not. It's not right. There's no point in it. Okay, William, what's your thoughts on the CBA? You know what? what? Here's my what thoughts. On, here's my thought. Here's my thoughts on the CBA. The CBA does not matter. And you know why I say the CBA does not matter? Is because the majority of the players have already signed with teams this year and they weren't waiting on any CBA. So if you thought maybe you were going to get a a minimum salary coaching cap or, or, sorry, players cap, Maybe it was going to go up. You'd think that some of these guys would have held out, if you know what I mean, for an extra five or ten grand. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Majority of them signed. Okay, so that's how much they think of the CBA. It's not going to make a difference. I, so I, I remember Riley back when Riley and, and is, is so when Riley and Mitchell right now big contract. We did have a CBA yep. then, right? And everybody right. thought that the CBA was going to be increased so much, and and then it yep. came in and increased by like twenty five thousand dollars, <laughs> and fucking everybody had their dick hanging out. Yeah. Well, it's the CFL. I mean, I don't know if they can afford those kind of things. So, yeah. I mean, as far as as far as one year contracts go and two year contracts, every CFL player now knows the only money they are guaranteed is the money they get up front, okay? And and then their salary during the season. But as far as off-season bonuses and stuff like that goes, they don't exist because they're not going to happen. No. Nope. If you think about it. I mean, I mean, Mike Riley and Bo Levi Mitchell had, you know, bonuses in their contracts. And they still did things to stop it from happening, okay? 
So it's not going to happen. The money you get up front is the money you're going to get. It's that simple. And yeah. that's why you should negotiate for a high amount up front, a weekly thing or whatever they get paid, and, and then you guarantee you're going to get your money. So just saying. And it's but, not a I good mean, thing or a bad sign, thing. Sign a second-year contract. You yeah. know, sign a, a, a two- or three-year contract. Have some good money in it. And hopefully you perform well enough that the team wants to keep you. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Perform the way you're supposed to perform, and you won't have an issue. Because exactly. If you perform great, if you perform great, and Calgary's not going to give you more money, you can go to somebody else and get more money. It happens all the time. Yeah. So just yeah. perform, and you don't have an issue. If you don't perform, and don't well, maybe you shouldn't be a football player. Right. I mean, who was notorious for signing stupid contracts? I don't know. Kyle Walters? Enoch Mwamba. Enoch Mwamba. There you go. Oh, yeah. Enoch Mwamba. Always was signing stupid contracts that were heavy on cash in the second year. So he plays for Dick Squat in the first year, and then they cut him. And then they sign him back. Didn't Montreal cut him and then sign him back for less money? Yep. Yep. More than once, I believe. It's like, don't sign a stupid contract, uh, Lawler. There's no way he's going to get 300 k in year two. No. No, he'll go back. Or you do like, you know, or you do like, and it shows you how much it matters to some guys, you do like Adam Big Hill. Every year he's in Winnipeg that he plays better. He takes a bigger pay cut the next year, okay, because he wants to stay in Winnipeg. But that doesn't do any good for the other players in the CFL. Sorry, it doesn't. Okay, so, no. But he probably doesn't really give a shit what people think. No. Why would you? I mean, is he the best linebacker in the CFL? Probably. In the which? In the CFL? I, yeah, would say, I would say, I would say, absolutely. And I've I've mentioned this to you guys to. before. I've mentioned this to you guys before. He's gotten better each year as he gets older. And yes, it makes a difference. Oh, he's got that monstrous, that monstrous defensive line in front of him, but he gets better every yep. year. Yep, it's true. So, yeah. Must be something in the water in Winnipeg. I don't know, man. But he was an amazing linebacker when he was in BC. Okay, he was young, but now I, I don't think he's as fast. I don't think he's as talented. I just think he's smarter. He's got more experience. And you know, well, he's a wise old yet, fox now. He was a, he was a great linebacker in in BC, but he also had Sully standing next to him. That made a huge difference as well. That helps. So, yeah, hundred percent, it makes a difference. But he's also got Jeff Coach and Jefferson in front of him, right? What I you know, know, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking if younger in his career, if he had a went to Winnipeg when he was younger, him and Sam Hurl would have owned the CFL. <laughs> oh God! Fuck. 
You're a funny, funny man. I know I am. You know, we sh- <laughs> you could have put Marcus Crandall on beside Adam Big Hill right now, and he's still going to be successful as a linebacker. Absolutely. I, I, I just yeah. so you know, I've never, I've never liked Adam Big Hill, but he's a hell of a football player. It's that simple. He, he, oh, yeah. he is. He's an amazing football player. He's really good at uh, reading the play. Like watching him the past few seasons, he, he split second decision. He'll either drop back into coverage and make a big play, or he knows when to come up and blitz too. But yeah, he's definitely got smarter as he's aged. Yeah, that uh, is it, experience, right? You know, you know what's going I on. Wonder, I wonder. Uh, I wonder <laughs> if it's, if it's a combination of experience and he's comfortable in Winnipeg. He likes being in Winnipeg, and obviously, from the job he's taken in Winnipeg, he's going to be there for a long time. Maybe that's maybe they found the place that they want to be. I don't know why they'd pick Winnipeg, but hey, to each their own. Yeah, that's true. But Some people like weird places. They tossed the most amount of money at him is why he went there. There was no reason why he went to Winnipeg other than money. Now, the reasons why he's staying there are huge. I mean, that money goes further in, in, in backwoods towns, right? Smaller market. Yeah. You, 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 property values are cheaper. Um you, you, your ability to for sponsorship, uh, off-field sponsorship is is huge. I mean, he had a couple of good gigs in in um, BC, but his you know the possibility his worth to a sponsor in Winnipeg is tenfold what it would have been in Vancouver. And not to mention, he's got this financial planner business that he's working on now. So yeah, no, I'd say he's gonna he's doing pretty good in Winnipeg, and uh, by all everything sounds like it, he's gonna stick around for a while. I mean, his wife is from Vancouver. She's from Port Moody, and he lives in Seattle, or his parents just live outside of Seattle. So, I mean, the West Coast is 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 where their life has been. And uh, but they're calling Winnipeg home now, and good for them. And you got to be the law. They got to watch out with their kids because the mosquitoes might fly away with their kids. Well, no, the money he's making in Winnipeg, he can hire bodyguards for his kids. So. Yeah, I was going to say there's a lot more uh, worse things to watch out for than mosquitoes in Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on from the CFLPA because uh, the CBA is going to happen when it happens. I don't think there's going to be any any huge changes, but I, I think the, the one-year contracts are done. I, I, I think they are. Uh, if the C, if the PA gets some type of guaranteed money in the second year, I'll call it a fucking miracle because I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Sportsnet reporter Arash Madani doesn't believe the Canadian Football League is doing nearly enough to remain relevant through its long off season. Is he right? I don't think Arash Madani is ever right. Do I think that the CFL is doing enough in the off season to become relevant, stay relevant? Well, I don't think they're doing anything less. I mean, they're making news all over the place. 
I mean, we hear about it all the time. Uh, are they trying not to be relevant to the other fans or to old fans or new fans or, or wannabe fans? I don't know. I don't think marketing is an issue. It's lack thereof, yes, there should be more. But I don't. It, it's almost like in Vancouver, I don't think, and I've said this I don't know how many times, I don't care how much money you spend on marketing. I don't think it's going to do any good. No. So. So what what could the CFL do to be relevant, to stay relevant, to be more in the face? What do you think there, William? Coming at you real fast. Be more relevant in the off season. Hmm. Yes. What could they know. do to be more you, relevant in the off season? I don't know. You give them full time jobs working at Kim's drive throughs yeah like you said, I don't think marketing money is going to make a difference, especially in some places, okay? Um, you know, if you're a CFL fan, you're a CFL fan, and I don't know what's going to put people in seats during the off season to make it more relevant. And Arash Madani, I mean, they never do anything in the off-season to make it more relevant. So what the fuck is he talking about? He's just talking. I don't think they do enough during the season to make them relevant. Why would they? No, I don't either. Good point. I don't either. I mean, you know, you think about about TSN is the CFL's biggest sponsor. And in the off-season, do they mention CFL football? Other than, other than you know, free agency, and they don't really do a good job of that either. So, I mean, the CFL, I think the, the best marketing in the world is word of mouth, and that's what the CFL is going to have to live by. I'm sorry. Because, I mean, they're not going to spend the money on marketing because they say the CFL is not a profitable thing. So, I don't know. Okay, so here's here's some marketing ideas. Okay, now this, what what is you can throw money at at, at the media and and get zero return. Okay, get zero Correct. return. So uh, As a business person in in the wine industry, I had to look at what a long term customer was worth to me. Okay. So, you know, I could get put a, dis- a discount coupon out there of $10 or $15 or 20 bucks out there, and I would get a few people that would come in and go, oh, yeah, I want my $10 off. And cool. But what I found the best thing is that, as Will says, word of mouth is the best marketing. So I would pay my client 100 bucks if they brought me a new client. Yeah, referral fee. A referral fee. So, you know, you bring another season ticket holder to the CFL, you get 10 or 15% off your season tickets. Would that synthesize you enough, Charles? Certainly, at least, at the very least, get me asking questions. Yeah, wouldn't it? 
I think it's a good it's a good idea actually. I don't know. I'm just and, just thinking, right? I mean, if 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 I brought Charles in there and Charles bought season tickets and they gave me a hundred and fifty dollar discount off my season tickets because they usually cost me a thousand bucks a year, okay, for my one seat. Um, and Charles now is a season ticket holder. He could be a season ticket holder for the next 25 years. Right? They're not going to give me that discount yep. every year, but they give it to no. me in the first year. I, I think that that's a hell of an investment to give me 150 bucks to give you a lifelong fan. And if he doesn't buy season tickets next year, you've got season tickets out of them one year. Yep. I mean, to me, it, it, it worked better in my business. I'm not saying that that will work in every industry. I don't know if it would work in football. But I would rather give that a shot than, than spending buying billboards from Jimmy Patterson. I mean, it, 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 would, it, would be, it would be similar to think about how many people got vaccinated for that $100 from the from the government, okay? It's the, it's the same thing. I mean, I spent my hundred dollars. Yeah. So, I I I'm a guy who I I constantly try to sell the CFL to other people, and I constantly try and get people to go to the CFL games because I think it's great entertainment for the dollar. Because it is, it's the cheapest game in town. For everything. Well, it, with, without as a question, it is. As opposed to going to a hockey game with three buddies, and it costs you a thousand dollars. Okay, like really, come on. So, it's true. It, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, you go to okay, a football it, game, you're going to spend crazy. less than going to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't have to and drink I mean, so much. And I mean, who doesn't? I mean, my favorite games have always been Friday nights when it's hot out. You get to sit in the stands and watch football. I mean, come on, what more do you want in life? It's fantastic. So mm-hmm. I don't know. People just don't get it for some reason. I think one of the keys to no. the whole thing is you have to educate people better on football, so they know what they're watching. Mm-hmm. because not a lot of people know what they're watching. BC Lions had football 101 for wives. Yes. And I thought that was a really good program. Now, should they do something like that for the millennials? And if so, how do you get them to go to it? I don't know. Tell him, tell him Pierre Trudeau Jr. is going to make a special appearance. I don't know. Will they let me bring my guns? Uh, there'd be a lot of guys ahead of you, Christopher. <laughs> there, there was one guy uh, on on one of the sites that I I, I follow on Facebook uh, called Awake. 
and uh, I, I was I think I put posted it to you guys that saying somebody should JFK this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Now that's going to get you uh, a visit from the police. Yeah, I'm sure. Could be, could be. Uh, I don't know if it will or not. Sure, it will. Could Wakeful, it could be Waco all over again, Charles. <laughs> Jeez. But, yeah. But anyways, I think our Rashford Daddy should just go away in general. Well, we a Rashford Daddy seems like Rashford the most. Daddy. He's, he's with Sportsnet, and Sportsnet doesn't like the CFL. No. He's very CFL. anti-CFL. Yeah. Or he at least sounds like it. He says, oh, he always says, oh, I love the CFL, but he doesn't talk like that. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He needs to practice what he preaches. I agree. Okay, so we we really don't. I I don't think the CFL could do anything to be more relevant to the fans during the off season. What could they do? Well, like, one think thing about they, it for a second. I don't know. I'd like to see even. Like, they always talk about how there's so many older fans in the CFL, which, don't get me wrong, that's what keeps the CFL going. But they talk about how they need to get younger fans involved. And it's not even just the league guys, like, even just the teams. Like, you don't need a lot, but even, like me, I'm younger. I'm always looking to see what's going on in the off season and wanting more CFL content, right? Um, Winnipeg, they did uh, the Handled Internally podcast in the – off season in 2020, they don't even do that anymore. Um, Ottawa's got this behind the R thing with that second episode coming out Saturday. I think if teams did like a look inside of what's actually happening, that would interest people. And it doesn't need to be something with a ton of money spent. Like you could have each team have their own cameras and put out only what they want and have a have a show whatever once a every two weeks or once a month throughout the off season just to. I don't know, just to keep people interested and engaged. And then, I know we talked about it last week, uh, The Waggle, it's not a great podcast. Well, that's the CFL's official podcast, and they haven't had an episode since the Grey Cup. Um, then the only other thing other than that is, which, Will, you were talking about it last week, uh, and it would only be one day a year, but the CFL needs to have a contract with TSN, because I'm sorry, when I was growing up, guys would fake sick and sit at home to watch uh, Free Agent Frenzy with the hockey on TSN. If they could have a one-day thing with TFL Free Agent Frenzy with all the guys from the panel who are there during the season, just one day. Um, I know this stuff isn't huge, but it's just little things that can you know, improve the marketing of the league. I don't know if you guys agree or not, but that's just my opinion on it. No, I agree. I agree a whole lot. They should have been – TSN has five channels. Yeah, uh, put it on one of them. I mean, why not? I mean, like we've all said, they're the main, uh, broad, they're the only broadcaster in the league. So go out and, and put it on one of your channels. I'd also like to see them bring back CFL Week that they did in the off season. That was a big hit the few times they did it. I know that COVID uh, 
kind of shut that down, but I mean, I'd like to see them bring that back uh, next year because it was something that got the league into the news uh, during the off season. So, like Charles yeah, and Chris, I, I like you guys would agree, COVID like yet really has problems. Like, like you What's guys that? are both Lion fans. You yeah. guys would to. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, like you guys, I'm well, sure you. you guys watch a 10 to 30 minute show on the Lions and what's going on with Rick Campbell and their off-season this and that, like, you, you guys would watch that once a month? Sure. I just, I don't well, know. Well, I, I, I don't watch TV. I don't, no, off there's the internet. There's TV in my house. So it's got to be something on the internet. Now, we, we've got the Let's Talk uh, series of, of Facebook groups, right? we got the Let, Let's Talk BC Lions, which is probably the biggest BC Lions group out there. But the Lions started their own this year. Do you remember that, Charles? What's it called? Which one? The BC Lions the li- started their own the BC Lions Virtual Den, it's called. That's the right one. Yeah, the BC Lions Virtual Den, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's That's got right. 609 members in it. This is being run by the BC Lions themselves. Okay, this is the, the, the administration is Leo Lyon. Uh, Alex Roos and uh, somebody else. I I believe that this is this was run by what's his name? Um, uh, Matt. Is it Matt? Matt, Matt Baker? Baker. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah. No, I believe you're right. I believe that he is the one that runs that group. Okay. So they got 609 members in it. Okay, let's go over to Let's Talk BC Lions. And yes, I, you know, it's a bigger group or it's been around longer, but we got 2.6 thousand. Yeah, 2,600. So almost triple what they have. So they're, they're not doing a good job of promoting that. And I could be wrong. It maybe it's not the BC Lions. Maybe it's just some clowns putting something together. But I was pretty sure that that I, was being done by the BC Lions. Yeah, I was under the impression that it was. I personally think you know, just like Let's Talk CFL has 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 a site for every CFL team, Winnipeg, so on and so forth. I don't know why the CFL and each team in the CFL, I don't know why they don't have their own podcast. Yeah, 100%. Because because if you want to attract the younger crowd, a lot of the younger crowd listen to podcasts constantly. That's probably all they listen to. Yeah. Okay? And I think it would be a great marketing tool. But, I mean, you know, when once again, when uh, – when TSN, who's your main sponsor, hardly mentions you in the off-season, what do you expect? I mean, I think, I personally think the next TV contract, they have to give it to somebody else who's going to promote the league, to be honest with you. And I hope that well, happens. The next, get rid of the, the next contract is going to go to, the, to the, whoever pays them the most amount of money. Right uh, and and you've got no way of of you know any type of concessions in there. You you can't demand anything. 
TSN gives them the most amount of money, and TSN tells them what the hell they're going to do. The TSN tells them we're going to have Wednesday night games. All of a sudden, we got fucking Wednesday night games. Wednesday night games are stupid. Thursday night games are stupid. Okay? Deep yeah, it'll be hard to oust TSN because what other big company is going to step up, right? And I, I always hear these people, too, saying, oh, well, the, the, the league would get better if they showed uh, games on CTV. Why does that make any difference? Well, the, yes and no, Charles. So, like, we yeah. have – my TV package has TSN, but, like, I don't know. I don't think it would really grow the league because not a lot of young people that I know of anyway really watch CTV, but – there's a lot of older people that their TV packages, they have CTV, CBC, but they don't have TSN. So, like, you might get more viewership, but I don't I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't really see it promoting, like, the league and bringing in younger, younger fans that much or anything like mm-hmm. that. But I mean, you know, there's people out there, they're, they're talking about cable cutters, right? People who are, who are cutting the cable and no longer watching TV and everything else. There's, there's probably ten times more people that have never had cable. Yeah, everyone's doing everything off the Internet nowadays. Everything's streaming. Right? I mean, yep. my daughter's never yep. had cable. My son has never had cable. They're both in their 30s. Okay? Yeah, it's totally crazy. I honestly, I cut my cable. I cut the cable 25 years ago. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm one of the first people that would have done that. But... I just ditched it. It just wasn't didn't make sense. It was costing so much money every month, and and now it's it, it's like three times more, and you get nothing for it. Yep, agreed. I, I honestly I don't think TSN is the answer because I find it as as somebody without cable, I find it difficult to watch TSN. The the, the only what, way what the I can watch TSN. Is I've got a Samsung TV that actually has a TSN app that I can watch. I can watch it on right, and the, I. The only reason I have that TV, the only reason I have it, is because of that app. And then what? So I've got then, a TV that I strictly just watch BC Lions games on or CFL games on. The only so, reason I have that TV. And then you pay. Do you pay like ten bucks a month, Christopher? How's that work? I don't pay anything. It's free. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, it's just a TSN app that works on Samsung. That's convenient. And I and I and I get all all five TSN channels. Doesn't cost me a penny, and it's streamed online. I have an IP TV service. I only pay fifteen dollars a month, and I got thirty thousand channels. So, including all the TSN yeah. channels, so I can see it without any problem. Well, if the CFO was smart, they would put together like a, a streaming package, like a pay-per-view streaming pa- package, where if you want to watch a game, you can pay such and such. If you want to pay and stream the whole season, you pay such and such, because that's where the future of media is going—to streaming in the internet. So if they were smart, they would do 100%. that, I think. But, but they're not going to get $40 million up front from TSN. 
No, that's where the problem comes in. Right. And if you were to and, launch, and, and if you were to launch that, yeah. If you got a dollar a year from every person in the in Canada, you still wouldn't make forty forty million dollars. You know, uh, it, it it would have to be a substantial amount of money, because I mean, I I, I would honestly say there isn't. Three million fans in Canada that would pay them. Right. There isn't. Okay. So that would that, and that would be twelve dollars, thirteen dollars each, each person for for those fans if everybody bought that. So you know it's a numbers game and it's difficult to do. There's only one answer to this and that's expansion into the U.S. There's right. only one answer. So, anyhow, let's let's we're we're going off on Arash Madani here, and I we're just ripping through this show, and we have barely touched the uh, the agenda. Agenda. So let's, let's roll on here to agenda. Jamie Nye gives his best sneaky signings by each CFL team. Oh, really? That kind of sounds fun. I didn't yeah, I didn't read this one before. I read a bunch of these articles. Did you Did you read the sneaky signings? I did. I did. I went. Th- yeah, I went through. It was just kind of quickly skimmed through it. I didn't read the whole thing word for word, but I kind of uh, skimmed through it. But I have the article up right hey, now. See, I, I don't think. Okay, it starts off with BC with kicker Sean White. I'm not pretty. Sh- I'm not really sure that Sean White was a sneaky signing. <laughs> I, I knew they were going after him months ago. He, he, he lives in, in Vancouver. He lives in White Rock. And, uh, yeah, I don't think this was a sneaky signing. It was just one of those things. He was coming home, just like we knew Mike Riley was going to come home to play. Mm-hmm. Well, mean, but who is from what I read signing? to it, what he means by sneaky signing is a signing that basically didn't get a whole lot of big headlines but can end up having a significant effect. I think that's what he means by sneaky signing. Oh, oh okay. I, I, I'll go with that, and I believe that he, Sean White is 100% a sneaky signing then. Yeah. Didn't get a lot of headlines, but it, it, it won three games last year and put BC Lions in the playoffs and Saskatchewan Roughriders golfing if we had a kicker last year. And if they had a okay. named... Uh, if they had a name Yoshi Nakamura as their kicker, you know that they would revolt and wouldn't come to games, period, right? Yeah, pretty much. Mm. That would be as bad as signing Justin Trudeau. <laughs> um, Calgary Stampede signed linebacker DJ Lama. Lama. DJ Lama. Uh, came out of Montreal. This this could be good with Cameron Judge, yeah. I you know I, I they obviously need I'm a backup a middle linebacker. They obviously need a backup middle linebacker for Cameron Judge because he's Canadian. So. I, you know what? I don't know if this article is even worth doing, but go ahead. Um, Edmonton defensive back Matt Ellum. 
I never heard of this guy. Who? Oh, yeah, that's it. I don't know. And I can't name the next guy because there's apostrophes as a name. Is, is this guy a native? Nighty Rogers. Yeah. Who is he? No idea. And how do you how do you get a name like that? Does your mother not like you? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he's the Jamarcus Hardrick type of signing. Well, I I was not impressed with Jamarcus Hardrick anywhere in the CFL. I know his, his nickname is Yoshi, but come on, he, he, I just he's not a consistent player. Oh, he's big and fat, and he does yeah, a good I job think, of blocking guys. <laughs> I I think there's better examples of, of who you want to assimilate with. Who would you rather have, Sir Vincent Rogers or or Jamarcus Hardwick? Jamarcus Hardwick, by far and away. I, I, I agree. <laughs> really? Are you kidding me? Oh, I, I don't know. Okay, let's do Stanley Bryant then. Well, Stanley Bryant, of course. Yeah. I'd rather have Stanley Bryant than anyone. Okay. Moving on. Uh, this Volkswagen guy, what's his name? Tiguan? Tiguan Glass. Glass. Yeah, isn't that, a, isn't that a car with a Volkswagen SUV? It's spelled differently, but yes, it is. Like, again, does your mother not like you? Why the fuck would she name you that? Or are these guys like rock stars or Hollywood movie stars or something where they make up their own name now? Or is this really their you name? Know, you know, people come up with names in all kinds of strange ways. Let me tell you a little story. I worked with a guy, and he was from Newfoundland, okay? And his name was VJ. Okay? Yeah. V, v, his name was what? V-I- VJ. Oh, VJ. Okay, like the golfer, VJ Singh. Well, that's correct. V-I-J-A-Y. I went to high school with a guy by the name of VJ Sharma. Okay? And I asked him one day, you're from Newfoundland. Where did you get that name? And he looks at me and he's got this snicker on his face. And this is a true story. The guy... In his little town of Newfoundland, at the 7-Eleven, was an East Indian guy named Vijay, and his mother liked that name, and that's why she called him Vijay. Okay? That was okay. kind of one of those things. I've, I've never heard anybody named Vijay who wasn't a brown guy. That's correct. And this guy was as white as I am, Okay. And so that's why I asked the question. And it was literally his mother liked the name. The guy was the, the clerk at the 7-Eleven in his hometown. And that's why she named him that name. So to each their own. Yeah. I got a, a nephew named J.D. And it's spelled J-A-Y-D-E-E. One mm-hmm. word. And I'm just going... 
well, his, his mother, my sister-in-law's fucking bag. So she just picked on him. She just named him something dumb. Great kid. Uh-huh. You know, call him, you know, something. I Tom mean, Davis, my, my, mother, it to my, mother, my mother tells me she had a fight with my father because he wanted to name me Ronald. Okay. Ronald, Ronald McDonald. Oh, God, I wish he had. My mother wouldn't let him, so. Oh, Ronald McDonald. Hang on, hang on, Charles. Can we call you Ronald McDonald? That was before McDonald. That makes it funnier. Yeah, well. Yeah, when was McDonald's greatest uh, there, Christopher? Early 1950s. I think it was in the 60s, wasn't it? Huh? It, it was in the 60s. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, anyways, but, yeah. Oh, and, and actually, it was founded in 1940. There you go. Well, te- technically, it was the... That was the original, like, McDonald's drive-thru, but the two, uh, the two brothers... But it wasn't until the '60s yeah. that it became like a national company when Ray Col- yeah. when Ray yeah. Kroc swooped in and basically swindled the guys out of their business. There's actually a good movie about that called The Founders, starring Michael Keaton, where he went in and basically uh, pulled the rug out from underneath them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Right, it- I'm, I'm looking for it, but it's it, oh, uh, uh, actually 1955. I'm just looking at here. Ni- 1967 was the first McDonald's restaurant outside of the United States opened in Richmond, British Columbia. Yep. Ni- 1967. And there's still a McDonald's there today. Oh. It's not the same building, but it's still on the same site. So there's 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 no way that McDonald's was a relevant <coughs> when Will was no. born. In- no, that's true. true, but that's true. But you know, imagine me now. I'd 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 be wearing big yellow shoes and I'd be famous. You'd so, be suicidal. Maybe. <laughs> now, are, are you sure that Donald. Ronald McDonald's shoes are yellow? I think they're red. They're yeah, red, yeah, that's yeah. correct. Um, Your little outfit is yellow. As, as, a, as a matter of fact, gentlemen, I just got a new pair of red boots in the mail uh, two days ago, so. <laughs> so, you never know. Maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> Deep down, I think I want to be Ronald McDonald. There you go. Anyways. Maybe, you never know. That could be your retirement gig, well. And, and on the other hand, my the only football team I played on with my brother, we played for one year together. They used to call him Big Mac and me Quarter Pounder. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Moving anyways. on. Okay. Um, sneaky signings. Do you guys want to continue with this? I'm, I'm bored with this one. Unless somebody else wants to take it over. Justin Lawrence, Keyboard Glass, 
Alex Fontana. Alex Fontana. Rizzo Maldi. Tyrese Berrier. Yeah, okay. Be worth it just to listen to TJ pronounce names, but... Yeah, I know. Move on. It's just I don't want to do it. So, Sean White's the only one in there I've heard before. Except that Volkswagen guy. I heard of him before. Moving on. Okay, XFL collaborates with the NFL on innovative programs to create increased opportunities for player development. Did the CFL miss the boat by not being part of this? Well, I... If the NFL wanted the CFL to be part of this, they would have done it years ago. Let's, let's face facts. The CFL is a standalone league. The rules are different. Everything else is different. What do they want to do? They want to change. They want to take the C- XFL. They want to change the rules to find out whether or not they're going to work in the NFL before they fuck up their, their own league. What does the XFL get in return? Money? I don't know. Okay. Exposure? It'll get a lot, a lot more exposure. I mean, <clears throat> it might actually get probably, through the first season. I was going to say probably some increased credibility seeing if they're partnering with the NFL. Yeah. They're basically going to be like a farm team. And, and that's not a bad thing. The CFL cannot be a feeder league for the NFL unless we are prepared to be the AHL, yep. right? Where the, the, the NFL can call up players whenever they want. Now, the reason why that's not going to work is because we don't play by the same rules. Correct. Okay, you can't just take somebody out of this league and throw them into that league overnight and expect them to play the same. And they'd never change so, their rules. For us, so. They're not going to change their rules to ours, and why should we change our rules to theirs? I think we got better rules. Um, we could end up with more money, which would be a good thing, but who wants to watch that football? I mean, I think well, it does I think... prevent a lot of players coming up to the from the U.S., but I also think that we get a lot of high-end, good-quality players that can't play four-down football. They're they're more built for the three-down game. Yeah. And vice versa, yeah. right? So I don't think uh, the USFL or the XFL or the NFL is really going to hurt the CFL that much. I really don't. Unless, unless, unless the XFL's uh, wages go way up. Well, that's not going to happen in the first season either. No, no. But, like, down the road if they're successful, right? Yeah. But, again, I, I think part of it yeah. comes to the ratio. Like, uh, we, you guys talk about it all the time, and we, we they need to get rid of the ratio because it is so stupid. We're not going to disagree with you. No, we're not. 
And is that something that we should throw back up into segment one, which is the CFLPA and the CBA? Get rid of the fucking ratio. I forgot about that earlier on. But, yeah, it's just it's such a detriment to the league. It's terrible. What Did, did you see that thing on the BC Lions who just signed the first full-time female coach? And that guy in the thing turns around and he says, I think this is a great incentive. Where every team should have one female on it. We should mandate them. And I know he was probably joking oh, and he was looking for, for people to come out and There's do that, no way that guy is serious. <laughs> no one's that stupid. Do you think there's enough fucking mandates in the world that we're dealing with this fucking Trudeau with his mandates and everybody else with the mandate, mandating ratios and stuff? No, we're not going to do any more of that. It's not going to happen. I mean, yeah, we might have got suckered in by that thing and, and that he was joking and, and everything else, but I've had enough fucking mandates for a lifetime, okay? No more. I think we all have. And and you know what the funny thing about mandate is? Is you actually look up the word, the definition of the word. It's mutually agreed upon uh, restriction or rule. Both sides have to agree to it. So that's why the, the, the CFL can mandate Canadian players because both sides, the C, CFLPA and the, and the league, they agree to this. Okay, I don't remember agreeing to Trudeau doing this. I guarantee you I didn't. Moving back to politics. No, we're not. We're moving on. XFL collaborating with the CFL. Did the CFL miss the boat on this one? No, I don't think they did. But this is probably why the talks with, between the XFL and the CFL broke off. The XFL got a bigger partner. Can't blame yeah. them. Possibly. And, and you know what? Once again, once again, people in the states that are trying to start another football league can't get out of their heads that the NFL is the greatest thing ever to happen to football, and they all want to be like the like the NFL, and the CFL does not want to be like the NFL, so it would be a waste of our time partnering with them. It, it just it doesn't make sense. So... Okay, enough of this thing. We're just ripping through this agenda now. Vernon Adams Jr. deleted his Twitter account after publicly indicating that he felt slighted by the Alouettes re-signing veteran quarterback Trevor Harris. Is there a brewing quarterback controversy? First off, what the fuck is he doing on Twitter bitching about his team? Okay. Have we learned nothing at all about social media football players? Is it because football players just aren't smart enough to understand what social media is about? I I don't know. It's ridiculous that you would even say a a word about your private life on this. You know, you could go through my my Facebook page – very, very rare do I ever post anything that's personal. Most of it's, you know, bitching about something. 
and and I have a two thousand people following me on Facebook. Well, you're a popular guy or an unpopular guy, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. I like when people make it interesting I mean, on Facebook. Something fun to follow. Um, did did any of you guys see the actual tweets that he made? Because there was rumors circulating this beforehand. This is like a couple of weeks ago now, where they're saying Vernon Adams Jr. was, and I did see the, these tweets. But anyway, he was talking about and asking about ways to make the CFL better, and he was flapping his mouth, running his yeah. mouth, and ways uh, to improve the league, and then all of a sudden the next day his account was just gone. Like, do you guys know if he actually was complaining ugh, Sorry, complaining about them uh, signing Harris and whatnot? No, I do not. I, I didn't see that, no. I think this article is bullshit, fellas. And that is surprising because you would think that, that someone would have screenshotted it and it would have saved it and posted it in other places. I don't remember seeing anything about it. Like, I'm not defending Vernon Adams. I'm not really a big fan myself. Uh, watch his interviews next season. You'll never see a, a guy say man more in one interview. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't – there's no indication that he actually said any of this stuff. <clears throat> So, fictitious article. What, who, what article? What? Who wrote this article? Was this a? Was this a three down nation? Because I wouldn't be surprised. It is off three down, yeah. And does it say who wrote it? Yeah. Oh, of course. Whenever they have the uh, suspicious ones, it doesn't. Oh. Uh, it's it's three down staff. Three down staff. Three down staff. Yeah, and if you look at the article below it, it says by Justin Dunk. <laughs> Mind you, you know what? Okay, whether whether this stuff is true or not, I wouldn't put it past Raymond Adams because he's always thought he's bigger than the CFL. He's popped and, off before. Yep. Okay, so so the 2019 when he had a really good year in Montreal, he wasn't saying much. But I thought after he came back, he'd say lots because he's a he's a cocky, arrogant guy, and of course he's gonna pop off because he he doesn't have any discipline. Okay, never has, never will, and it'll always be a problem. So, I mean, you would think. I mean, there's nothing wow. in this article that says that Sorry? he deleted his Twitter account. No, I know. So no, that was the article that went, or that went along with the uh, the actual tweet that was on Three Down Nation's Twitter account, but the article itself didn't mention it, nor did it give it any examples of it. But on the other hand, um, you know, you would think if a guy is really a team player, he'd say, oh, they signed Trevor Harris. That makes us a much stronger team. Because it does. Okay. Right? So... It does, 100%. So, there you go. Well, they probably have the best, like, they they probably have the best quarterback room in the East now. I'm not saying they have the best quarterbacks in the East, but they have two capable starters, and 
to me, that's never a bad thing. So. No, it's not. But not to wish bad in another man's job, but I would not be sad to see Trevor Harris take his starting quarterback job. No, it could happen. I, you know, I've never been a, I've never been a fan of Vernon Adams. When he when he came up to the CFL, the first time that he came up to the CFL, he was on the BC Lions negotiations list, and he came up to the CFL. And he said, I'll, I'll sign with the Lions. He had a chat with Wally Buono. He goes, I'll sign with the, Lions, with the Lions if I am the starting quarterback. Now, we had Travis Lule, who was a great cup winning quarterback at the time, and he wasn't injured. So he, want, he wanted Wally to sit Travis Lule, a veteran, so that he could start as a rookie who's never played a game in the CFL, probably never even seen a CFL game. So – what kind of fucking arrogance is that? And what did Wally do? He traded his negotiation player to Montreal. Bye-bye. And I don't know what you guys think, but watching him over the last few seasons, I find he has a really good arm on him. But it doesn't even matter because he's missing guys by, like, five to ten yards half the time. Like, he, has a, he throws a lot of incomplete passes. And even last year watching them, there's a lot of times when Winnicky and Lewis made him look good, I thought. It wasn't like he was throwing perfect balls and the receivers were dropping them. The Montreal receivers made a lot of nice catches in those games. Yeah, I, I'm not impressed with him as a quarterback. And I said that all along. And Will, Will has this problem with me saying that because he thinks he's Vernon Adams is this awesome little quarterback over in Montreal, and I'm, I'm not seeing it. I don't like him. I think Trevor Harris is a better quarterback. Yeah, and I would still 1,000% disagree with that. Trevor Harris is the most inconsistent quarterback in the history of the CFL. Sorry. And, and Okay, and I, I'm not arguing with that. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is Vernon Adams is just not that good a quarterback. But even if you want to talk about leadership, like, who would you rather follow out into the field, Harris or Vernon Adams? Like, Vernon Adams throws a fit if the game's not going his way halfway through the game. And he just, I mean, I've seen him come back in games a few times, and he's obviously got a lot of passion. But, yeah, like you were saying, CJ, he's fueled by arrogance. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not liking him. And, uh, I personally I, find I, both I, of them inconsistent. No, they both aren't consistent, yeah, for sure. I don't think Danny Machocha was going to tolerate Vernon Adams. And I think Vernon Adams is only there because of Kahari Jones. I don't know why Kahari Jones likes him so much, but I guess it's his guy, right? Yeah, maybe. I think this is a big make or break year though for Vernon Adams. Like Well, I think it's a make or break year for Vernon Adams, Cody Fajardo, uh Dane Evans, uh 
shit, even Bo Levi Mitchell. Uh, yep. uh, definitely for uh, what's his name in BC? Nathan Rourke. Oh, Nathan Rourke. Uh, uh, Nick Arbuckle. Well, I mean, you could say it's a make or break year for all quarterbacks. Well, I don't think uh, Zach Caleros has to worry. No, he could have a brutal year. And still well, play. when you've won back, when you've won back-to-back Grey Cups, you get a little, little, little bit of leeway. Yeah, for him, it's just whether he can keep his head screwed on or not. You mean mentally tough or actually keep his head on his shoulders? EJ, I mean physically, 100% physically. Okay. Yeah, because if he loses his head, if his head comes apart, there can be only one. Are you old enough to know what I'm talking about? Were you referencing something? What did you say, Christopher? What did you say? There can be only one. If your head separates from your shoulders, it's over. True that. Do you know what that's from? I'm going to take a crack at it, but is it a Shakespeare thing? No. No idea, then. It, it was from the movie Highlander. Highlander. I feel like I've seen Highlander quite a while ago, though. It's a very old movie, probably out before you were born. Sean Connery was in it. Sean Connery was in it. It was uh, yep. yeah. Christopher Lambert starred in it. That's correct. Very That's good great movie. movie. It's one of the... Great movie. Yeah. I'm going to look into that one. If I've seen it or not before. I mean, I already want to watch that. I didn't know about that McDonald's movie that Charles brought up, and I'm interested in watching that now, or documentary or whatever. But it's a movie, good movie, The Founder. I've been watching that Reacher a little bit lately on Amazon. My parents are super into Yellowstone, but I uh, haven't watched it yet. Reacher was a really good series. I watched it in two days. Only yeah. eight episodes, unfortunately, and it's over. Um, I, I was actually a really big fan of Tom Cruise in uh, in Jack Reacher, the original movie. And okay, yeah. I yeah. wanted to watch the, the follow-up movie, which was called Never Go Back. Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. And yeah. I finally broke down last night and paid the $19 to watch it on Amazon Prime because it wasn't available on free streaming anywhere. And so, you know, I broke down and paid the money and, and watched the movie. It was good, but it wasn't as good as the first movie. And okay. it wasn't as good as the TV series. But so, TV I mean, it was series. a good movie. It was worth watching. And I, I paid more money to watch dumber shows. So, I mean, usually the at the theater. Series has the, has, the TV series has the character down better, okay? Because Jack Reacher was always a 100%. Monster, okay? No. I mean, Tom Cruise. Nobody like, believes that Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is, is about as in, is about as intimidating as Vernon Adams Jr. Okay, like come on. He's a short really? guy too. He's like five foot seven or something like that. He's not very tall. Yeah. How would be he intimidate anybody? Right. So. Anyways, but yeah. So I, I really. Do you guys have you done any research? And I'm sure you guys, Charles probably watches this show sometimes. You know where the actor 
for the Jack Reacher series first came to prominence? Any idea, Charles? No. Have no. you watched the series? Okay. I haven't yet, no. He, You're asking Charles. He's he got to do something with JFK. No. Not, that's not he was Charles. The 80, he was the 86th runner-up on the third season of American Idol. Say that again. He was the 86th runner-up? Yes. <laughs> so he made the final 86 cut. That was it, okay, <laughs> in 2004. That's his claim to fame? And then he was he was an Abercrombie and Finch model, so. And this is the guy that plays Jack Reacher? Yes, sir. That's the neat thing about, about Google nowadays. You can watch a series, and you can Google actors and find out their whole history. Because I'd never seen the guy before. That's the original. Alan, so, no, I've never heard of him. That's the original yeah. one, though, right, Will? Sorry? That's the original Jack yes, Reacher, the, right? Jack Reacher series. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original yeah. Jack Reacher was Tom Cruise. Yes, that's correct. Right. In, in the movie. Because Jack Reacher, the movie came out in 2012. Uh, the fall yes. of the sequel was 2016, and it was just this year, yeah. uh, last month. The series month, is 2021. The, series, the series is 2021. Yeah, the series just came out. No, I yeah. think it just came out in February, didn't it? February 6th yeah, or 8th? Yeah, well, I know, but I looked, and, I looked, and the, they said the series came out in 2021, so... That's yeah, cool. I don't think it got released until February fourth. Yeah, no, yeah, that's correct. It, uh, yeah, but I, 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 I binged, I binged the whole thing on the weekend, Christopher. It was, it was actually quite good. So did I, yeah. And I, yeah, I, I already looked up when the new ones will be out, and it'll be not till twenty twenty three. Apparently, the start of twenty twenty three, they're going to make a second season. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you guys haven't seen, I know we're so, way off topic right now, but that uh, the Nova Scotia shooting, that the, there's a documentary on it. It's pretty interesting too. Okay, let's let's jump back to some football here for a minute, just because I'm kind of excited about this. We'll see what happens. Uh, J.C. Abbott, what is the biggest question mark for each team? Now, I went through this, and there were some interesting things, but nothing really stood out to me, and I kind of disagree with what he said about the Lions. Now, let's find it again and see where it went. Yeah, well, this, is, this article says East Division teams are the remaining question. Oh, yeah, that's right, 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 right. Well, the Lions weren't in here. It's the East Division. I was oh. on something else, some type of drug or something. I don't know what it was. I, and it, it seems like everybody needs a left tackle. Okay, he did one for each the East and the West. Okay. Did you do another one on the West? Where, yes, he did. I'm going to po- I'll post a link for it in the chat here. I didn't realize there was a, was a separate one for both the divisions, but there is. 
Yeah, that'd be perfect because I can't find it. Yeah, I just put it in. Yeah, well, let's start with the East, Caleb. Right. As well. Oh, do we have to? Okay, let's start with the East. Um, they are part it, of the it, CFL. It's literally, it's, they, <laughs> they need left tackles, everybody. Uh, yeah. yeah Toronto needs a, uh, Hamilton needs a left tackle. Left tackle. Defensive ends, right, right. tackle. Toronto needs a defensive end. Uh, Ottawa needs a right tackle. Montreal needs a uh, a left tackle, but he says they also need a middle linebacker. So he's not wrong. I mean, I think every team could use a good left tackle. Um, BC says an interior offensive with line. The with, the exception, with the exception of Winnipeg, because they got DeMarcus Erdwick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I personally, you know what? I don't, I don't disagree with this one so much. I mean, <laughs> yes and no. I don't think the BC Lions um, offensive line is as bad as everybody thinks it is. Uh, I, I, I'm concerned about the quarterback position. Did you say cornerback or quarterback? Quarterback. Quarter. Quarterback. With a Q. Okay. I honestly, I, I, I like Nathan Rourke. I have no problems with that. Uh, Michael O'Connor, uh, if he was really good, Calgary would still have him. Um, I, I don't have a problem with them. I just don't think that that – I don't know if you can bet your entire season on these two. And we are. And you know what? It could be it could be successful, or it could be a fucking train wreck of monstrous proportions. It could go either way. Right. Yeah, what I, do you I don't do think there's any in between. No, what do you do mid-season if you don't have a quarterback? Okay. I don't know. You're in trouble. You do what Edmonton did. Trade for. Trade, trade for, for one of the Montreal guys. Somebody in Montreal, you know, um, you uh, you trade for Matt Nichols, <laughs> game manager. No, I, I honestly or, think you hold you hold the line and you 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 go through the season with them. Well, I know down the left and, and believe that they're going to get better. Yeah, but you know, I. I I think I truly believe BC got better last year. Okay, they were a better team than they have been in the past two years. Okay, yes, not much better, but they did get better. Um, I thought I that coaching staff would make. I thought that coaching staff would make it make them even better, but it didn't. But now to go into the season with two quarterbacks that are that have very little playing time and they're both Canadians. Wow, I that's totally a gamble. Un, totally that, unproven. Huh? Yeah, totally unproven. That's a huge gamble, and I don't know it's, it's, if they, if they maybe they see something in Nathan Rourke. I mean, we all see something in Nathan Rourke, but maybe they see something big in Nathan Rourke. You never know, right? I I did. And, I, I was so impressed with him. 
in the game well, that no, he played where he just had poise in the pocket and went through his reads and got to his third read. You know, I, I agree. Let's put it this way. He did not look like a rookie. There's no doubt about it. Okay. He did not look like a rookie, but when you're the man all the time, it's different. Okay. So let's see what happens. And I'm sorry, and I, 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 I mean, I, I mean, I don't think O'Connor is the right backup because he's fucking horrible. All right, and that's the part that scares me the most. The O line. I, I would have been happier signing Trevor Harris. You know, honestly, I would have been better signing Trevor Harris. Yeah, I agree. And the O line's gonna have to give you time to make plays. Yeah. Well, I, think, I, think, I don't think the O-line is going to have to work as hard with Rourke back there. Yeah, he'll scramble a lot more I, than Riley, I guess. That's true. True. He's a, he's a lot more mobile than what Riley's been. And I'm not going to say that he's, he's, he's better in the pocket, he's better at anything else than Mike Riley. I just think Mike Riley was – love him, absolutely love him. He's probably my favorite quarterback in the CFL ever. Um, I I just think he was he was past his best before. He was. Well, yeah, you can, you can only you can only get beat up like that for a certain amount of time, okay? And let's face yeah. it, yeah, Mike Riley has been beaten up for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. Last, oh yeah, similar to him. Not last year. Not last year, but the year before, he just, like, fucking got beat off continuously. Okay? Oh, 2019 so, was a terrible year for him. Yeah. He, he just that was worse. Terrible. I mean, <laughs> he, he got beat up last year, but the 2019 was way worse. He, he was just yes, getting was. hit almost every play. Such a legend, yeah. Dewey. Just I mean, get, take an absolute beating and just pick his ass up off the field every time. right back up. I was pretty excited. That was my I mean, first time I mean, getting to watch him live last year in Winnipeg, and I was like, I'm a Bomber fan, but I like was like really looking forward and hoping he would have put on a show, but he was on his ass all night, and he just got up like a man and walked off the field two and outs all night. I, can you imagine him playing behind the Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, offensive line? It would be a joke. It would be, Yeah. <laughs> He has, he has a good arm on him. I, the thing that surprised me about him, guys, I did not realize he was, was that short. Like, I thought he was a lot taller just watching him on TV before getting to see him in person. No, he, he, he's not a big boy. He's just a tough He was never a tall guy. And, and, so, and a lot of people probably think oh, that because of the way he got hit. But Oh, he got trained and he'd up. always get up. But then Buck Pierce. Is Buck Pierce a big guy? No, he's not. Not really. He took some vicious hits, too. <laughs> but Buckers yep. but doesn't know if he's not a big guy because he's still concussed from those years in Winnipeg, okay? Like, poor dude. That's a true story. <laughs> yes, yes. He, might, oh, he, just went out, he should have just went out in traffic and let cars hit him, okay? It would have been the same thing. Terrible old line back then. Oh. Okay, moving down. Uh, Edmonton Eskimos need a quarterback. Okay, well, 
they don't really need a quarterback because once the guys they have there don't do well, Chris Jones is going to make Deron Carter the quarterback, okay? And they'll live happily ever after <laughs> like that. Oh, by the way, he uh, I mean, he said got... he's off Twitter and he's matured quite a bit. Yeah, sure he has. And, and, and I we'll got see some swamp land to sell you in Florida. <laughs> well, just, hey, we'll, we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. yeah. And I expect to show up on Twitter at some point not too long. <laughs> that guy likes the spotlight. He just does. Okay. They've got Nick Arbuckle, Taylor, Cornelius, and uh, J.T. Barrett, along with Tehill Tate. So they got four quarterbacks coming into camp. They're probably in the same boat as the Lions. No, I think the Lions are in better shape. But that's beside the point. Um, I, I I'm going to take Nick Arbuckle at this point in view at point in time and say this about him: You don't get to this level of football by being no good. Okay, even Drew Willie showed some significant promise as a quarterback at one time. So can he turn it around and do something with it? Because he just, he, he stunk in Toronto last year. Absolutely stunk. Well, the one game he didn't stink in, he beat, he beat Winnipeg, just so you know. I was gonna say uh, he lo- he really really played well when they played against Winnipeg. He had a hell of a game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. yeah and that was Winnipeg's only loss. No, it wasn't. It wasn't, but it was their only loss with their actual lineup, correct? Yeah, I mean they lost yeah. some games at the end of the season, but that well, that was just garbage football. Yep. Yep. So. I don't know. I don't know what you guys thought, but I, I did not like Taylor Cornelius at all last year. I know Edmonton was brutal, but I'm surprised they're even bringing him back to camp. Honestly, he looked like he was having well, all sorts of problems. Like it didn't. There was a pass that he completed out of pure luck. Hundred percent. Like it didn't change a thing when they sat down Harris and made him the starter. Okay, Rudy, you, you said you don't know why they brought him back to camp. And the answer to that is Chris Jones is the coach and GM, and he doesn't give a shit about the offense, and he doesn't care about it. So just Taylor Cornelius being under contract made it, things easier for him. He just didn't have to think about it. Oh, yeah, I got a quarterback. Don't worry about it. Well, no, but I heard rumors. He doesn't I heard care. rumors that he is. He honestly doesn't I care. Rumors, I heard rumors that he is that he is scouting local high schools in the Edmonton area for their backup quarterback. So, but that's for a girl. Because he doesn't, um, he doesn't care about quarterbacks. Don't say that, Christopher. That's terrible. That's a terrible thing. To say. <laughs> He's a married man, Christopher. Come on. Okay. I thought that's what you scouted high school for. Um, okay, so Saskatchewan, oh, Calgary needs safety. 
You agree with that there, Will? <laughs> well, because they traded Royce Menchie, who was their safety. <laughs> okay? So, yeah, I yeah. guess they need a safety. And John Huffagel's probably got six in his office. Okay? That he's yeah. decided are going to be safety this year. So, is safety really that relevant of a position in the CFL? Okay. That's no, safety is usually the only Canadian defense, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, Royce Menchie was a Canadian, of course. So they'll get some young, yeah. fast Canadian if there's a, to replace them. Yeah. If, if there's a don't Canadian they, defense, it's usually the safety. And don't forget, they they usually come up with a with a draft a Canadian draft pick that plays okay his first year. A perfect example is. Uh, is is uh, Tungua Delicate? Yeah, plays for uh, Hamilton now. I mean, he started in his first year in Calgary, and I think he was drafted in the third or fourth round. Tungua Delicate, sorry. And of course, he got out of Calgary as fast as he could because he wanted to make money. So, but yeah, so I'm sure he'll find somebody. And I'm sure he won't trade. For Jerron Carter in Saskatchewan or in Edmonton for for a safety, so I'm just saying. So maybe if Bo okay, Levi's no. shoulder doesn't work out, he'll trade or he'll let Bo Levi play safety. I don't know. So let's not go there. Um, Saskatchewan yeah. Roughriders need a running back. Sure, they do. Right, so does the PC line. They do well, they way. do. Well, but, yeah. Who, I don't who who was in Toronto last year who isn't re signed right now? Um John White. I thought they I thought they re signed him. Didn't they have someone else? Did they? Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, William Powell moved. Yeah, he moved back to Ottawa, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So you're saying Toronto? No, uh, who have well, as a running back? Oh no, not Ricky Collins Jr. He's a receiver. Yeah, that's true. Um, Sean uh, White. CFL, like it was, it was in the free agency. Like, there's one veteran uh, running back, and he's like he hasn't John ever White. been an All Star, but he's maybe it was White. Cause he's not yeah, because I know John White was there. Uh, I didn't think. Yeah. He's the only running back listed on their roster. Oh, I didn't know that. Fred Reed's the oh. running back coach of the Argonauts. That's kind of cool. But yeah, no, they they. So, bomber. So, yeah. So, what what do you think Saskatchewan Rough Riders need? Because I think they need something more important than a running back. Quarterback. You're gonna say quarterback. No, I'm not. Oh wow. What do you think they need? A better secondary, a better defensive line. No, I think they need a better coach. Yeah, that's what you I'm not at all told on Craig Simpson. I no. disagree with you, but He's got, he, he, that team is just going downhill fast with him since he's taken over. 
And it's kind of like this, like the uh, Benavides in BC, where he took over from Wally Bono, and yeah, he won 13 games the next year, and then he won nine, and then he won five, and then he got fired. Right? Yeah, but yeah, but he's made he's made the Western final two years in a row. Yeah, that's fine. He can't, he Good go. point. That's fine. That's one. He's lost the, the Western Cup. final two years in a row. Right. I mean, Calgary lost the Grey Cup two years in a row. Okay, they didn't they didn't fire their coach over it. I didn't say that they should fire Craig Dickinson. I said I'm not sold on him. Well, I'm not sold on him either. And uh, you know what? In reality, I've never been sold on any coach until they win the Great Cup. I'm not sold on Dave Dickinson either. Or, sorry, not on Dave Dickinson, on, on him yet either, because he hasn't won a Great Cup. But what are the chances of him winning a Great Cup when they've won four in 153 years or whatever it is? Right? Yeah, hundred. They would have had five. They would have had five, but they couldn't count. <laughs> Just for you, Phil Miller. Two thousand and nine. Two thousand and nine, baby. Are you picking on our friend? Yes, I am. Even in twenty ten, there was moments looked like on. no one. <laughs> they, they weren't even close in twenty ten. Oh, wasn't the game close? I don't think the score was out of line. I just don't think that the uh, it wasn't really a competition. Let's go back and see what that was. It was uh, final, Montreal won twenty one eighteen. Twenty one eighteen. It was only a three point game. Three point game. I'd have to rewatch the game, but I thought Saskatchewan was up for a lot of that game. But um, I don't remember. Yeah. 100%. Actually, I don't think Saskatchewan never led. Okay, so yeah, I'm yeah, they were 11, 11, 14, 11, 21. Yeah, and in the fourth quarter, it was actually 21, 11 for Montreal, and then Saskatchewan got a late touchdown, but uh, couldn't get any closer. Yeah, you should hear the radio guys there talk. Basically, say that Darian Durant, they put him on a pedestal. I don't. I don't think Darian Durant's a franchise. I've never understood why that was. He was so he was slow. I, I can I can go on and tell you all about Darian Durant. We could do a show on Darian Durant <laughs> and, and his faults. Okay, I, I easily can. The only reason why Darian Durant did anything in Saskatchewan was Kahari Jones and who was the. Uh, um, uh, God, we had him for an offensive coordinator in BC for a while. Not Lapo. Um, no, no. Lapo Jerry Jackson. Uh, no, 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 no. This is long before that. Um, I can't remember his name. Anyhow, um, the two of those guys, uh, Kahari Jones and this other guy, and it. It was back when we had the guy from from the states. Oh, Jeff Bedford? Who? That was the guy from the States. That was the coach, Jeff Bedford. Under him? Yes. But but who was his offensive coordinator? 
Oh, geez, I don't remember. I'm trying. I'm trying to block that season out. Um, yeah, I have. You got to admit that Darian Durant pulled off the biggest upset of all time in the CFL. When he built the 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 um, bombers out of a signing bonus. Well, when he played for the bar, when the Bombers gave him seventy grand, and he didn't even play. <laughs> hey, fellas, guess who the Riders' offensive assistant coach was in twenty ten? You'll never guess. Twenty ten. Marcus Randall. Yeah, oh. of course. <laughs> George Cor- George- the guy CJ say about is George Cortez. Yes, George Cortez Cortez. and Kahari Jones took Darian Durant, found his flaws, and built a team around his flaws. Not his his benefits, but they fixed his flaws. He couldn't throw the ball worth shit. So what they did was they put in a running game, and they ran the ball more than any other team in the history of the CFL. And by doing that, it left the quarterback to have more time and he ran. Okay. So this team did not know where the ball was going to be run from. And he did. Then he turned around and actually was able to pass the ball because the defense was back on their heels, expecting a run every time. And because that's normally what they did. And what was that running back's name? Run and run. What was his name? Shit. Ken Keith. He got busted for pot. No, 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 it wasn't Ken Keith. He went to the Raiders after that. No, it wasn't Ken. The went to the Raiders running after back that. in twenty. Twenty ten. Oh, he's uh, yeah, no. he's on their ta- radio show now. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen when they won the Grey Cup. Twenty was it? Twenty fourteen. Yes. Yeah. Oh, shoot, yeah, you know what? I know who you're talking about. So do I am. short guy. Anthony Allen? No, he was No, 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 no. He's a guy that just kind of pisses you off like Gary and Durant and everybody else, but he was just there. I'm just finding his roster. I'm just finding their roster. Uh, Strider, Strider, I can't remember. Oh, let's see, recap. He, he was a mouthpiece. You, you love to hate him. He's kind of yeah, like yeah, but he was he had lots of talent. He did. He was a, he was a great running, running back. back. Keith Tosin, that was another one in 2010. MVP of the season. Yeah. 2014. Uh, Jerome Bessel. Jerry Joseph, Jerome. Uh, of course, the one yeah. game you don't find him. If it's your own, I'll look for one. Hey, CJ. Uh, I... What, are we running out of time? Yeah, we got five minutes We're left. And that five minutes like left. Segment seven. Segment seven looks hilarious. Forget segment seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's jump over there really quick because we've only got two or three minutes to talk about it. Saskatchewan Rough no, Riders General Manager about... Jeremy O'Day. What? You need to what? We need to talk about something more important. Okay? So bear with me. Just listen to me. Hear me out. Okay? 
Rudy's been on the show now for two episodes, right? Yeah. Yes. We've been we've been very nice we've been very nice to him, right? Yep. Okay. Correct. Agree with me. I've got a piece of information okay. that I I'm going to let him divulge to you guys, and don't you laugh. You got dirt on Rudy. you. Yes. Rudy. Oh. Rudy, what's yeah. the first bomber jersey you ever bought? Oh on, no. Um, tell us, Rudy. <laughs> uh, I stole it. I had. Uh, I just wanted a bomber jersey. And I didn't know who to get. Don't make excuses. Just tell us, Rudy. At Nichols. Really? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's funny, guys. You have to admit. It is pretty funny. Yep, but, it is funny. Uh, By the way, I just, just quickly, Corey, I found that running back. Corey, 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 Corey Sheets. Corey Sheets. Corey Sheets. There you go. Corey Sheets. There, there you go. There it is. Hey, what year was yeah. that? 2014? Okay. 2013. Okay, yeah, I was looking at the 14 roster, that's why. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they won in 2013. They won in 2014. No, yeah. they won it in 2013. The Stamps won it in 2014. Oh, okay, you're right. That's right. Yeah. I'm looking yeah, at it right here, yeah. Toronto won it in, in 12, and BC won it in 11. Yeah, yeah Ricky, Ricky Ray. Uh, that was later on, but... Never did nothing when he went to the States. No. Yeah, well, In fact, Corey, he didn't even last, he got cut before the season there. started. I'm not have time to do this. Charles, we're going to have to bring this back for the next game, okay? Because uh, we're running okay. out of time here. I don't mind that. I really want make, to make the end. Which one are you talking about? We do the, the, the Matt Nichols jersey here. <laughs> it wasn't true, Willie. Okay. Well, when I heard that, I cried. <laughs> it, 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 it's a Chris Jones disc, Corey, uh, or uh, what's his Cody Fajardo. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, I'll uh, hold that oh, over yeah, for we'll next time. with that next time. People hate the truth, don't they? And, uh, yeah, and, and I'm not going to do the CFL Mount Rushmore because who the hell would you really put on it, Doug Flutie? Um that's uh, about it. That was just. I was just adding. Moon. I was just adding. Some content. Don Matthews. Don Matthews. That's actually a good pick. Yeah. What? You're gonna do Don Matthews? You could do Wally. You could do Huff, and and Hugh Campbell. Yeah. If you wanted to do management. Yep. That's true. Uh, we're Huff, in the final minute. Huff and Wally side by yeah, side, polluting. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna call it over. This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 475. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're coming out and shutting her down. Okay, Charles, say good night. Uh, good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. And Rudy. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, fun time tonight, and we'll talk to you next week. <clears throat> and where, where was Chris tonight? Did, I don't know. Might be working. Might be working. Willie, say good night. Good night, everybody. Um, go, go, Schooners. I go. It's, it's going to be a reality, Schooners, guys. come on, seriously. When are you going to give that one up already? Never. Oh, good night.